Well, hello there. Welcome to On the Beat, the podcast that uncovers full frontal male nudity in cinema. My name is Laura, and I am joined, so, so happy to be joined by my co-host, Ryan. Hello. I always question, like, kind of how, like, how happy do you have to be in order for you to to have to, like, explain that every single time we start an episode? Because it is starting to fall, like, like, I'm like, is she? Is it? I'm like, we're married. And is, I'm it like, not in, is it not genuine? Does I mean, it not sound genuine? No, I'm not saying it doesn't sound genuine. I'm kind of thinking, like, why did you have to proclaim it every time? Is it because you're so happy? Yeah. Well, just... well, I didn't see you for a couple days, and I got home, and yes. I'm happy. Okay. I'm fucking happy. Okay. Right, <laughs> just okay. calm down. Bloody hell. <laughs> All right. And I'm so happy to be here with you talking about the 2004 comedy drama Sideways. Yeah, I like this movie. I've always liked this movie. We watched it again. I was a little bit dubious of whether or not I would, after all this time, thinking, wow, that was a really good Alexander Payne movie, and then quite enjoying it fair amount. And then we watched it again, I was like, yeah, no, it's actually a really good Alexander Payne movie. I don't know if it holds up on a rewatch too much okay. on like a multiple rewatch value which is something i like in a mm. film so i wouldn't rate it too highly yeah i don't think that it's one for me personally that i can watch a ton of times and still get as much joy out of um mm-hmm. except for that particular dick scene which i love yeah but the movie is very funny yeah yeah no the humor really pulls out because it's not really it's not really anything other than just like it's just well just well written kind of human <laughs> like human natural comedy kind of going on human bullshit yeah pretty much because <laughs> like at the forefront of the film's a very convincing double act that uh that really kind of brings the brings a lot of the stuff like there's a lot of emotion in it as well i think it's obviously quite sad at the forefront as well um but yeah i think i think everybody in this movie does very well and it does hold up because it's uh yeah it just feels very real and genuine that's why i think it's so funny yeah you have a stellar cast paul giamatti plays miles thomas hayden is he thomas hayden or thomas hayden church thomas hayden church in it on letterbox it just says thomas hayden i've got him written down in my notes as thc i know i always had him there whatever he's thomas hayden church yeah as jack virginia madison as maya and sandra oh as stephanie yep and you already said, directed by Alexander Payne. Yeah. So I like Alexander Payne's stuff. Um, I guess, you know, being very brief about it, there's not too much to kind of say about him for the most part. Uh, but I would guess, like, his filmmaking, like, I've kind of characterized by very good good use of kind of economy. Like, at no point do you ever feel like his stuff's relatively quite busy. I feel like it's very... Just feel like it's very kind of solidly put together. Okay. Um, and I feel like a lot of the benefits come from the fact that he writes most of his work as well. Um, so most of the time, I feel like he comes out with just really kind of charming, uh, satirical uh, films packed with like a bunch of dark humor, which is obviously something I can get quite behind. Yeah, definitely. He's a celebrated member uh I would say he's, you know, he's been nominated quite a few times by the Academy. Like that means anything, but certainly it's mostly, <laughs> mostly for his writing. Uh, he's never won Best Director or anything like that. Um, but I guess like his whole start 
comes in 1990. His thesis film, The Passion of Martin, got the attention of Universal, who gave him a script job. Um, and I think inevitably, during the course of that script job, he they didn't like what he'd written, but what he had written. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, what he had written because I mean his thesis film was directly out of out of uh, college, so he okay. went to UCLA, did a film there, and uh, yeah, he gets the, he gets a script job immediately after leaving. But okay. again, Universal didn't like what he write. He wrote or he, they they gave him they didn't give him the option. Either okay. you okay. know after he'd written it, but that script then becomes or goes on to become about Schmidt, which comes out obviously in two thousand and two, and it's that Jack Nicholson video uh, vehicle that's uh, very unique, very interesting, has a fantastic hot tub scene, and huh. uh, it has a great uh, cover, great cover art. Yeah, or yeah. It's probably not called cover art, but I'm just thinking of the DVD. Well, about Schmidt's the first Alexander Payne I ever saw. That first film that I ever saw of his, so. Um, it's quite special. I think that film's pretty good. Did you not see Election before that? No, but let's let's figure figure out his filmography up to that point. Okay. Um, because Citizen Ruth comes out in '96, Election comes out in '99, uh, About Schmidt comes out in 2002, and then immediately after that in 2004 is the film we're talking about today, which is Sideways. None of these films are my favorite uh, Alexander Payne movie. What's Whoa, <laughs> you got me, you got me on Tinder hooks here. Nebraska. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, he's from Omaha, Nebraska, so yeah, that's where he was born. I think a lot of his movies were based there. Yes, they've all got that kind of small town, small town living feel about them all. I think that was Very a quaint, a big thing for him to film or base a film of his somewhere other than Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for this movie. Well, Sideways, yeah, Sideways is set in California. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, Nebraska holds a very special place for me. I think that film's just incredibly well done. Uh, and that's a beautiful film. Yeah. But uh, Sideways is a very close second to to that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, just anything else of note for Alexander Payne. I mean, he did write or have a hand in writing Jurassic Park 3. Um <laughs> So obviously you can tell you can tell where Good the Lord. quality is in that movie, and uh, amazing. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't really have anything else to kind of add on Alexander Payne. I don't know if you have anything else to add on the guy. I don't really have too much to add about Payne necessarily, but um, his writing partner Jim Taylor, mm. who co-wrote this film with him, yeah. or the screenplay, they used to be roommates. Go oh, yeah. Back in the day, and. He actually met Payne after he was like broke coming back from his first job. And he actually worked for Canon Films. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Jim Taylor did. um, uh, He lived in China and worked for Canon Films. And he basically worked for free. Yeah. And then came back to L.A. and was just kind of doing temp jobs here and there. And that's where he met Alexander Payne. And... To anyone, to anyone unaware of what Canon Films is, there's a fantastic documentary on that film company. And that is... The company that gave us such fantastic films as uh, uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yes. And also that Runaway Train movie with John Voight, which uh, I think is phenomenal. It's 
uh, the Canon documentary is called Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. The wild untold story of Canon films. It's crazy. And it's so well good. Yeah, it's so well worth good. well worth listening and watching that uh the exploits of Canon films. That's um, like a five star documentary. Yeah, it's really good. It's just really good. They're if you're interested putting... in film in general, like I think even knowing anything about Canon films and their history is uh uh very, very, very interesting. Yeah, well uh Jim and Payne wrote Citizen Ruth together, Election together. They wrote about Schmidt together, and they wrote Sideways together. Okay. And they didn't work together. I think Jim Taylor would produce some of his stuff every mm-hmm. once in a while. Um, but the next thing that they wrote together was Downsizing in 2017. Okay. Yeah, Downsizing I've not seen, but I've not heard good things about Matt it. Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. And they got shrunk. Yeah, um, I was not interested in that yeah, film. Sounds, sounds stupid. <laughs> Let's continue on with sideways. Okay, let me let me give you the synopsis. Synopsi. You ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> Two middle-aged men embark on a spiritual journey through Californian wine country. One is an unpublished novelist suffering from depression, and the other is only days away from walking down the aisle. Hmm. I feel like that's too descriptive and not descriptive enough. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit kind of... Two dysfunctional best friends go on a wine tasting tour and chaos ensues. Mm. How about that? Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Thank you. The, Um, The tagline's good, though. What's that? In search of wine. In search of women. In search of themselves. Wow. Love it. I'm pretty sure that was in the trailer. That's good. Yeah. That's good. pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. I think, like... Road trip movie. Yeah. I guess leaning too far into its, like, quirky side. Because Sideways is incredibly quirky. Um, yeah. Uh, like it would, it would maybe potentially alienate a cinema-going audience. Um, or at least, like, if you focus too much on the guess the comedy aspects because much of like what you read from that synopsis could make it out to feel like an incredibly kind of standard pg-13 happy-go-larry kind of cinema going experience where certainly your your audience is uh in their in their their late 40s mid 50s (laughs) yeah (laughs) like oh that looks like a lovely place to go (laughs) I mean, that's what I thought when we were watching it, and I'm not in my 50s. I'm not, like, a wine buff. But I, I look mean, over and I go, ooh, Ryan, yeah. would you like to go on a wine tasting tour? I'm like, a is thing, that and weird? And I, I wrote this down. And, yeah, I would love to go on a wine tasting tour. It looks but like, fun. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, there's... The, the thing that this film does really well, and it never, it never holds the film back to any sort of degree, is this... Mm-hmm very stark kind of romanticization of the pretension of wine and winemaking. Okay, yeah. Because making wine and wine in general, very pretentious. Yeah, for sure. Incredibly pretentious. And you never at any point go, well, you never roll your eyes and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because you've got Thomas Hayden Church playing Jack, who's like your mediator through the whole thing. (laughs) Where he's like... 
when he's asking simple questions like so when do we drink this you know like it's not <laughs> every time they go into a yeah. tasting and Giamatti's always got some sort of issue with it and mm-hmm. and church is always like oh, i liked it well the thing is like I and the thing it. is like i quite like Giamatti because he's a cultured man Indeed. he's he is intelligent he's a wannabe novelist and it, yeah. this is just something that like he's able to just put his efforts into and it's just a it's just a it's just a you know it's just a big interest for him well it's always nice to have something that you are super interested in that that can, yeah. that can become your hobby mm-hmm. that you can just be completely like this is my subject that yeah. i am an expert on yes and i've got this and no one else can can tear me down i don't have that no i feel like I feel like as much. It's probably just. No, I think you definitely do. I think you're just. Yeah, you're. It's probably just penis movies. I think it's just movies in general. I mean, to be fair. I'm all right. Yeah. But I would say, like, his. This is a hobby that becomes an obsession and it becomes the. The vehicle for his. Effectively, like, his grief and his depression. Okay, and the problem yeah. is, is that because it's because it's that vehicle and it's the way that he he treats it as an outlet for this depression, he's also dealing with alcohol, oh, so yeah, he's also abusing yeah. it. So he makes himself look like a fucking ass sometimes oh, yeah. because he does abuse it. But again, it's because of the way that he's dealt with, you know, his divorce. Yeah, which we're constantly reminded was two <laughs> years ago, and <laughs> he should be. He should be kind of moving on with his life, but he feels like he feels like it's incredibly stagnant and it's standing still. And he felt like he's he's made this seven hundred page novel, which people Ugh. are saying is fantastic, but it's just not sellable or marketable. So he feels like a complete failure. So everything he's doing with his time feels like a complete waste of his time. So very much him indulging in this week long trip. Which is meant to be, which is meant to be Jack's, like a stag do, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, something he's not fucking interested in. He doesn't want to do the wine tasting. He doesn't want to go play the golf. He wants to party. He wants to hunt for puss. Oh wow! That's yeah, what he he's does. doing. Yeah, he's like he wants to get laid, and Miles won't get laid. No, but Jack will <laughs> easily. Yeah, with yeah. just about anyone. I mean, it's very much it's very much his uh, his goal on this entire trip is. Uh, I get yeah, I guess like that's. I think he's that's always what... very helpful to Miles though in that way where yeah, he's trying so, yeah. so hard and he's finding women that at least he knows that he's attracted to and that he can get along with and he's mm. trying to put them together and facilitate some sort of romantic connection. Yeah, but Miles is just so up his own ass. In his own depression, in his own head, that he just won't accept it. No. And that's the thing. This is a trip that Miles has taken many times. Pretty much on his own. Yeah. And probably with his ex-wife at some point. Oh, yeah. So they've all been aware of the fact that he's probably gone up there with her. But then also, he's gone up there alone. He's now divorced and he's continued to go up there alone. So a lot of the people that he's been friendly with, I kind of feel like I've taken pity on him to some degree. Because he is such a kind of mainstay of that area. Um, but again, these are all wine people. So, yeah. you know, they're all kind of cut from the same cloth, so to speak. But yeah, I would say you've got two very kind of polar opposite characters who are, happen to be friends from college. And they go on a road trip and hilarity ensues. Yeah. 
it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, and there's drama, there's romance. There's fucking. There's fucking. Plenty <laughs> of fucking. Plenty of drinking. Um, and certainly it's just, you would think it would be this relatively quite banal and stagnant film that just, you know, I mean, you feel like you've probably seen it a hundred times before where it's like, man divorced, is on his own, then falls in love with with the girl of his dreams, so to speak. But it's never kind of framed that way. Because no. real life itself isn't technically framed that way. Like, it doesn't really work out like that. You know, like for him to meet the girl of his dreams is the first time meeting her, the girl that he ends up technically falling for and falling in love with and who falls for him effectively mia um they've known for themselves like they've both gone through shit yeah they've both gone (laughs) through their own collective amounts of shit that they feel like they can relate to each other yeah they're both divorced yeah the one thing that that brings them together is obviously their love for for fine wine for wine so for that sweet sweet pinot noir yes yes um it's the Pinot Noir, right? It's not the Grige. Pinot Noir. Well, Pinot Noir is the red version. Pinot Grigio is... Is the white one. Is the but white one. earlier in the movie, they popped open a bottle of Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. and Jack was like, why is this white? Remember? Because it had different grapes. Right. So yes. can a Pinot Noir be white? Yes, because of the color of the skin on the grape. I wonder what makes it the... Is it a type of grape? A white type of grape? You have... I know nothing about wine. Well, you, have your nothing. Red, you have your red grapes, you have your pink grapes, you have your white grapes, and you have your green grapes. And all of those, all of the skins, they're what color the wine. So if you have a dark red, that's a dark red wine you have there. I don't know. But I wanted all... them to explain it more. I kind of liked it. And yeah, I know that uh, yeah. Alexander Payne was saying that he took out a lot of the dialogue of the explanations of wine making and yeah because it's he was like it's boring yeah i thought it was interesting it maybe i need to watch a wine documentary yes there are books on the subject no i don't but, want to read okay but i think <laughs> like i think Who's already time for that well if you want to read about wine and horticulture and stuff but <laughs> no. the, the yeah <laughs> The the thing is, and I feel like what they kind of really get across with Miles as well is like he's got this very kind of praised obsession with like like convolution, you know, like anything for him never seems to be simple. That's why he has like a massive novel that can never be sold, and he yeah he kind of indulges so far into wine where it just kind of again I would say like he's very far into the subject to the point where. When compared to obviously Jack, he kind of makes Jack look like a fucking idiot, <laughs> right? Which I'm sure he's not. But, no, I'm. He's well. not. But I think he's very kind of. He's not. He's not of the same sort of track track of mind. You know. No. He's a man of simple pleasures. Indeed. And he's also he's also like a commercial actor and stuff like that. So he's all face. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. I no. love that they're still friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like I feel like there's plenty in which Miles's character has had to deal with over the years of having to deal with with Jack. But he is he is Jack's best man at the coming wedding. You know what I mean? Yes. And 
he is he has known him since college and these men are quite easily in their 40s by this point yeah you know like they feel like i feel like both of these characters are making the steps they're making because they feel like time is running out for them so jack's getting married but let's be fair jack's a bit of a philanderer i mean maybe for Jack, but then also, if you think about it, if you see, you remember when at the end of the film, yeah, and you meet kind of at a distance at least, uh-huh. Jack's fiance, she yeah. lives in a mansion, yes, she's yes. rich, so it kind of makes you think, like, okay, he's philandering about doing his yeah. thing. Is it because he's an actor? Is it because he's an asshole? Is it because he's maybe very insecure and unsure of himself and kind of using his tiny little bit of fame on soap operas to, like, get laid and maybe make himself feel better? Maybe. But I feel like... then you've got this, like, rich fiancé, and it kind of makes you think, like, even worse of him. Well, I'm going to say that his fiancé is probably personally not rich. It comes from her father. The but father that has doesn't business. matter. That's money, baby. It's like a waterfall. Yeah. But then there's a kind of, like, there's a shallowness to Jack's character in the exactly. sense that, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, which, is mean, which makes me think he's, like, he's, like, he could continue on with the philandering, but he sees a good thing with this woman. Yeah. You know? Like, she's probably good-looking, she's got yeah, money, yeah, she's well-to-do, yeah. might as well. But it's well. the very definition of settling at that point. He's going against his own nature to be like, you know what... Settling might be a different word. I, mean, I don't I know what it, it would is, be. Settling I think it means... Is the perfect word. Desperation. No, I think... loneliness. Yeah, but he like... He probably is very lonely, though. He is probably very lonely. He's maybe not getting the same amount of work. He's probably just like, you know what? I could live in this fucking fancy house in California because real estate in California is fucking expensive. Seems like it's expensive everywhere. Well, I don't know. I saw like, I think you could get like a, I think it's like the same 3,000, 300 odd K house you can get in Florida. It's at least 600 K in California. So it could be a lot worse. But But we'll both be under the ocean soon enough. So Yeah, but like... (laughs) I feel like these are two men who are who are looking at like the second part of their life and you're kind of desperately looking for a footnote, you know, like you're like, desperately looking for something to be like, OK, I did that, you know, aren't we all, you know, maybe that's what makes it so endearing. Yeah. I mean, we're always searching for the thing that's going to make us happy, searching yeah. for the thing that's going to give us a mark in life. And yeah. And it's a very human trait to feel like time is running away from you. Yeah. I feel like. Um, and I feel like it's something you can't. There's no amount of per- people who are going to turn around and be like, time doesn't matter. And it's like, fuck you. Time is a construct. <laughs> yeah. Time is a construct that we have all created ourselves <laughs> to make us feel fucking terrible. Well, so. maybe why that's why this movie is such a, you know, dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, the dark comedy comes from... Because Miles does some questionable things. Yeah. And for the most part, Jack and Miles are lying to these two women about the fact that they're not getting married. Jack's just, like, fucking Sandra Ho, like, Dipping like that crazy. Wick. Yeah, telling her things, saying he loves her, she's got a child and stuff. Like, it's a real messy situation that they end up creating. And Miles has a good thing going with this with 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 Maya um that's that's yeah. very true and very honest yeah you know and he and he is honest with her as yeah. much as he can be and i think uh. that's 
and this whole <laughs> this whole the least we could ask for. Yeah, this whole episode completely jeopardizes that. So I want to jump. I want to jump right into it. Like especially when when Stephanie, right? When Sandra O oh finds out mm. that Jack had been lying the whole time Fucking and he'd been telling. Face. Yeah, he'd been yeah. telling her, oh, I love you, We're, I'm going to move over here, and I'm going to yeah. take care of you and your kid, blah, blah, blah. And she finds out, um, because Miles had told Maya, he like wanted to be honest with her, yeah. that uh, Jack was engaged and going to get married in like a day, two days. Well, they had to get back for the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a good liar. He's not spent his time lying. I think that's the thing. And I guess like to his own detriment, that's probably the reason why things have gone so south for him is because he is maybe a little bit too honest. Um, I don't know. He's honest about wine. He might as well be honest about everything else Damn in his right. life. So. Well, when Sandra O oh finds out that he, he was... Uh, when Church... Yeah. When Jack was lying, mm-hmm. she waits outside their motel and then slams him in the face with her motorcycle helmet. Yep. Repeatedly. Hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah I love that. Just fuck out of him. There's <laughs> the shit out of his face. Yeah, no, it's rough. It is rough. <gasps> and then she's cool as hell, room, yeah. room, tooting away on her motorcycle. Because the thing is, as any good comedy is, um, situations have to escalate to such an, uh, an obscene level, you know? It's not funny unless there's a little bit of violence. Yes. Comedy violence. Show me the blood. Yeah. If someone's not <laughs> slipping on a banana peel, I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. That's damn right. Damn straight. Banana <laughs> peels all over the place. But uh, Well, yeah, that's when he gets into that situation where they go to a restaurant and I think... Or did, yeah, that, did that happen? Was his face all fucked up? So basically his face gets all fucked up. They go to the hospital room. He finds out... Basically, like, he feels like by the time he comes out of that hospital, his career is over because, again, he's an actor. He's an on-screen actor. Yeah, his face, his so nose his face is, is all fucked up. Destroyed. And he's like, I'm going to have to get three operations. They're waiting for my my nose to heal before they break it again so they can <laughs> fix it. It's like, fuck. <laughs> but they end up going, they have to go to a different restaurant because, again, they've completely fucked up the situation. They were... Uh, they were all going to the to a place called the Hitching Post, which yeah. was pretty much a place that Miles had gone to countless times. And that's where Maya where, worked. Where Maya waitresses. Where she works. And he knows the barman. And it's always good going somewhere than you can the barman, eh? Know what I mean? Absolutely. And he gives you all the good gives you all the good little bonuses. A little heavy pour. Yeah, heavy pour. Heck yeah. A little bit of a slide on that tab. Oh, yeah. Not bad. How many drinks did you have? Wink, wink. Yeah. Just the two, Jerry. Perfect. And he puts up his hands and it's seven. And then he slaps you right on the tuchus. Yeah, he does. Gives you a kiss on the mm-hmm. way out. Gives you his phone number. Just kidding. Already had it. His hotel room key. <laughs> <laughs> you have a key to his house. <laughs> he has a bowl of keys sitting at the front door. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into the living room and there's 12 other people sitting there. <laughs> Is that you, Margaret? <laughs> Including Sigourney Weaver. Oh. Yeah, you've seen the ice storm, right? Hell yeah, yeah. Aang Lee's the ice storm. Fucking key party. Pleasure <laughs> yeah. Woods in that movie. All right, shit. Young boy. Young one. Little Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Little Young Wood. Young Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of wood. 
So, yeah. So, yeah, we end up going to that shitty restaurant. They sell nothing but what looks like ribs and potatoes. Definitely. Yeah. Just a, a kind of sweet, don't want to call her simple server. Who, yeah. Um, you know, she's just kind of... It's a very kind of like... She's got a little bit of a southern accent. It's a wholesome american traditional sort of restaurant a little bit of southern comfort food. yeah there's a lot of animal heads hanging off the walls <laughs> um but you know it's all made it's all mostly made made out of like wood and timber and the it's restaurant got, probably got a fireplace yeah oh yeah so, definitely um checkered tablecloths yeah so yeah jack sauces up the waitress yeah he sure yeah, does and his, trying to get her to recognize him you know from uh general hospital i think mm. that that soap opera there's not a there's not a ton of explanation to like every <laughs> every time you know because jack's very good at doing this every single time he's just like i'm a tv actor and they're like oh what would i have seen you and he starts reciting lines you know, about yeah. like yeah, like like STD creams, <laughs> or like or like uh, like insurance adverts, like the terms and, stuff and conditions. Like yeah, it's like ah, oh, you You're sound like, just like one of those guys. And it's like yeah, I do because I, I am, am one, one of those, those guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he uses his uh, uses his charm. Well, he was right. saying he was on General Hospital, and and she was like, "What? What do you mean?" And his face mm. his face is all fucked up, and he yeah, tries to say a line. Up. She's like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. you're him from General Hospital." I watched that when I was younger. It wasn't my mother's preferred soap. Okay, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. It's a soap set in a hospital. Of course, we have plenty of them back home as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But my mom watched All My Children, and that's what I used to watch. All My Children? That's what it was called. Huh. Because back home, we had, and everyone's going to fucking love this shit, we had Neighbors, we had EastEnders, Coronation Street. Don't you still have those? Of course we do, because they are the staples of fucking British TV. (laughs) Other than the fact those, that obviously were those daytime, soaps. well, neighbor, neighbors they, is an they, export from from, are they from prime Australia. Time. Uh, yeah, prime time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different, Ryan. These are daytime soaps. Oh, these are your middle of the day for your classic neighbors, housewife. Yeah, neighbors was. I don't know if it started at six or it was like five, maybe at five. I think I feel like all my children was on at noon. Susan Lucci, she okay. finally won a daytime Emmy. I don't know about any kind after of daytime like thirty soap. years. Well, I don't know, like. I mean, I'm, I was about to say something like, oh, I fucking work for a living. I wouldn't know, but that was not the case. Um, <laughs> like, you would definitely catch things during the day. This is when I was a kid, I'm talking about. When I was, like, in elementary school. Yeah. Or, like, Actually, when I would come home we had home a daytime sick. soap that was called Doctors. All right. Yeah. Like General Hospital. No, it was about oh. GPs. Okay. Yeah. And you were kind of wondering, how can they stack out any drama from oh. being a like a GP, like a general practitioner, and for whatever reason they could, who's they could? You know, Lacar would fucking explode at some point. Oh, you know what hell I mean? yeah! Fucking crazy. Daytime soaps are pretty mental and pretty fun. Sometimes they can be hefty. You know, like some guys, like dead ex stepbrother came back from the grave and then married their mom and all that stuff. Cool. So we're in the restaurant. He sawzed up the the waitress. Yes. He's she's caught his eye. And and yeah, pretty much vice ends versa. Up, he ends up going fucking home with her. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. And the issue I think is is 
I guess it's not the issue. No. But Giamatti's back at his motel and he's mm. sleeping, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gets a knock on the motel door. Yes. And it's church. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's Jack. It's and Jack. he is 100% buck naked. Yeah. This isn't even the dig scene we're talking about. We're going into it. You don't no. see him naked. He's all in shadow and he's holding oh, his cup in his He's cupping his bits and bobs. Yeah. yeah. But he does take, like, he takes a cover, covers himself with it. This is not, this is not a, a Thomas Hayden uh, dick introduction that we're getting. We're getting here. No, so. we don't get that in this film. Sorry. Nah, nah. Don't think we get it ever, actually. Maybe not. But, but uh, pretty much he gets in and Miles finds the whole thing fucking hilarious because it's just a comedy of errors. He feels like he's taught in his lesson, but... Well, what ha- no, what happened is that the the server that he went home with, yeah. her husband worked typically like a late shift, but he got home early. Mm. So he said that the husband walks in when he had like the server bent over like like oh god what did he say exactly he was like knee deep in her asshole or something pretty much he's like yeah he walked in and i'm like i'm on top of her with my dick in her ass yeah like <laughs> yeah. It, like ridiculous and then yeah. the husband chases him out of the house mm-hmm. without being able to grab his clothes and he left his wallet Oh, yes. no, but the wallet had his uh, wedding rings in it. Yes. That were specially made and engraved with dolphins. Yeah, and this is a kind of, this is kind of like a weird, uncharacteristic moment, obviously, for Jack as well, is that his moment of clarity, he basically breaks down. Yeah. And he's just like, I need to get those fucking rings back because I can't, I can't lose my wife-to-be. I can't much. lose her. I can't do He finally this. realizes, after getting chased on the street naked, yeah. that he cares about he his does, fiance. He does care. I feel like he always did care. Problem is, is that his... Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's a male instincts or whatever. Fucking... Gross. Took hold. But, uh, yeah, so they've got to go back to the goddamn house. Um, so they go back to the house... They're like, there's a moment where they're like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to get them back? I'm going to just knock on the door and be like, do you mind if I have a little look around for yeah. my friend's wallet? <laughs> he was only just here having sex with your wife. <laughs> um, but basically, like, after a little moment, uh, it basically ends up with fucking Miles. Jim uh, Addy has got to sneak into the house. He sneaks, he sneaks into the house. Like, he goes around the back. yeah. Yard slider doors open goes into the slider door and so just scary. walks into their house. I couldn't believe it. Like the balls on him throughout the whole film. Yeah, he's not meek necessarily, but I guess the only time that we see him maybe needing like a little bit of bravery is with the girl with Maya, and mm. he's not showing any type of gumption no. or, or bravery in that way. But he does have relatively quite animated, not violent, but animated outbursts. When he th- he kind of throws a few wobblies. Fair enough, but he's yeah. sober, and this is right in the morning. Like dawn is breaking. Yeah, right. Oh, this is dead of the morning. So just the balls that he has to yep. go break in or sneak into this person's house to yeah. try and find this wallet is wild. It's crazy. It is so stressful to watch. Mm. But he goes in. He sees the trousers, right? Like his jeans, um, Jack's jeans, on like a beanbag in this disgusting. Yeah. There's shit filth piled up house. everywhere, like on every surface. There doesn't seem to be a clean surface everywhere. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but there's no wallet in there, and no. so Giamatti 
has got a crawl. He crawls on the floor. He crawls on the hears floor. the the server and her husband boning hard in Pretty the bedroom much down the hall. The husband is teaching her a lesson. I think they like it. That's definitely Probably what the thing, thing was. Is that yeah. it's a thing that she does mm-hmm. to get get him all riled up. He likes it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, kinda... I fucked that actor. He's like, yeah, you did. Yeah. I caught you. Yeah, yeah. I did. It's kind of, yeah. so funny. It's a very kind of real moment that's very kind of like, you're like, oh. You know, it's kind of like people who watch porn. That's not what people look like when they're having sex. <laughs> It's usually a little bit wobbly. It's a little bit kind of looks a bit strange. It's yeah, very of course. Real. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. You wouldn't want to see yourself in a position like that. I suppose not. No. But he's, you know, he's he's teaching her a lesson, so to speak. With a, with a sexy time. With some sexy. And, yeah, and, uh, and they're not teaching her a lesson in a violent way. I mean, they're just no, having no, sex. No, no, no. And they're just giving each other no, dirty no, talks. No, they're like talking. They're talking filthy. But so. just you got Giamat on the ground, just kind of peeking up at them, just watching them. And then yeah. he he clocks the wallet on their nightstand or yep. on their um like, like on their dresser. dresser. Yeah, it's on the dresser on the other side of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I remember looking over at you. I go, is he just is he just gonna go grab it? I mean, what would you do in that situation? I wouldn't have been in the house. I wouldn't have gone in that house. I mean, if you had to go in the house. I don't have to go in there. I would have been like, Thomas Hayden Church, get the fuck out of this car and go in there and make up wallet. for your mistakes. Like, that's your wallet. Ain't my I problem. think if you're going to get the wallet while they're in the throes of hashing. Passion. Yeah. I mean, you get your fucking out. You run over there, grab it, come back. I mean, that's the way I've done it before. <laughs> what? Just grab things. And That run? wasn't meant to grab. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, that's just made up. But anyway, the, uh... <laughs> like, what did you do? <laughs> what have you done? I don't know, what if you want a lollipop that you weren't allowed? You know, and you're like, I want to run over, you grab it. No, you put, you go, you walk up, sidle next to it. Saunter. And you put it in your pocket. You oh. pretend like you didn't well, do it. Well, if someone's looking at it, though. But they're on the other side of the room. You gotta turn around real swift. Oh, okay. That's like in the Thieves okay. Code book. Either way, he gets the wallet. He yeah, I guess you can't out. like sneaky. You, Giamatti can't do a sneaky. No, in they the would same notice room him. as other people. Yeah, they would notice him. Yeah, he snags that thing and he mm-hmm. runs out of the house. And there's that shot from, if I'm not mistaken, from inside of the car. Like from the inside of the car, we can see through the, 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 the driver's the, side window, the facade of the house. Yes, and um, it's just the front door and the <laughs> the front lawn. And. <laughs> And Jim Huddy is running, holding He's the wallet, just screaming. screaming. The car. Yeah. And then you see, not far after him is I don't know what his name in the movie is, but the actor's MC Ganey. He is referred to as Cammy's husband. Cammy's oh, Cammy's yeah. husband. That was her name. Aye, but it's MC Ganey. MC Ganey, and yeah. uh, so Cammy's husband. He's from a whole bunch of different things. So Conier. His... He's in Terminator Three for some reason. Rise of the Machines. Yeah, Wild Hogs, Mighty Ducks. Uh, Dukes of Hazard, Breakdown, uh, The Fan, and uh, Breakdown. I was leaving Breakdown to last because oh. Breakdown is probably the best one out of all of them. Uh, is Breakdown better than Con Air? I don't, I don't know. So. I really like. I really like Breakdown. I do. Breakdown is amazing. Breakdown is a very different beast to Con Air. Con Air is just awesome. It does have Malkovich in it, so Bashem. 
Buscemi's in there. Um, isn't Ving Rhames in, in Con Air as well? Oh, goodness. I think he is. I think he is. He fucking better be. Is he? I was going to say John Cusack, who is in that movie, but he's not. He's fine. Maybe Ving Rhames ain't in that movie. Like no, he is. John Cusack got really weird recently yeah. in the last like 10 years. I saw him at a convention and you can do those photo ops and you pay. I don't know how uh-huh. much money and you can go up for three seconds and stand next to your favorite celebrity at the convention and they'll uh-huh. take a picture of you. It's always super weird. Yeah. But he was in all the photos just standing there kind of with his hands in his pockets and like holding his vape pen. Oh, okay. In all the photos. So like all these people really want a picture with like cool John Cusack. Got nasty John Cusack holding a vape pen. In yeah. all their photos they probably paid $50 for. Hey, look. Price of fame. I feel like he probably, he looked like he smelled in those photos. Uh, well, don't judge him too harshly. God knows what he's gone through. Sorry, John. Yeah, come on. But, uh, yeah, MC Ganey runs after Giamatti, who jets into the car. Ganey is completely stark bollock naked. He has a beanie on. He does, yeah. He's wearing a beanie. Yeah, it's the one thing he didn't take off. Like nope. Tom Jones says, you can leave your hat on. <laughs> so, you know. But he runs up to the car. All wibbly wobbly, things bouncing around. Slams up to the driver's side his window and just like, his belly... And yep. his dick just like smashes against the mm-hmm. window. He's just screaming. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what he was yelling. He's like, I'll fucking find you or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, Words to that effect. They got the what cars, he says is not important. They got the star. Uh, the, the star. The car started really quickly and they mm. kind of jet off. And he's just chasing them down the street yeah. screaming. Dick's swinging around in the wind. Yep. It was glorious. Yes. Comedy penis at its finest. You know, MC Ganey was a mortician's apprentice before he became an actor. Huh. He was in the army as well. We'll have to start somewhere. Yeah, well, he fucking looks like he was in the army. That guy looks like he doesn't take shit from no one. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much they fake a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a couple of things that I definitely didn't get to touch on yet. And it's not specifically related to the story of the film. Okay. I don't know if you have anything you wanted to, if there's anything specific you wanted to touch on first before I dive into some weird stuff. I don't think so. Okay. I've kind of, like, I have covered what I wanted You've to cover. Covered. But yeah, if you've got some stuff to say, then say something. I've I might be able to a, jump in. Okay. I've got a couple of, oh, you will, specifically. I wrote something down especially for you. Oh, fuck. Rex Pickett uh, is the author of the book Sideways. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he actually wrote a sequel called Vertical. And that was written in 2010, and that's the same character seven years later. Oh, okay, cool. And then he wrote uh, another one. So there's like a trilogy of the sideways characters in these novels. And and the third one has a terrible name. It's called Sideways 3, Chile. Nice. They do Chilean wine. Nice. Love it. Yeah. And so I looked it up because there's not really – they're never going to do a film. Because okay. they want Alexander Payne to be involved, and he's like, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, you kind of he did feel like, like that a Costanza, you know. He did like the perfect line, dropped the mic, and then walked out the door. He's like, I did a good job. Yeah. I'm out. I don't want to do kind this of again. Like, nah, because it's the thing is, like, I feel like with Sideways, it's very much a kind of one and done thing. Like, what what do you want to know? I don't want to know anything. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck. 
I'm happy with what they've yeah. got. But I, I looked up on Goodreads the ratings for all of the movies, and as mm. you can imagine, it gets worse over time, but not actually too bad. Sideways has a 3.7. Vertical, the sequel, has a 3.5. Okay. And Sideways 3, Chile, has a 3.2. Okay. But... Uh, I mean, it's diminishing returns with novelizations and things like that. Certainly if you're... Certainly, let's put it this way, the girl with the dragon tattoo books, mm -hmm. diminishing quality as they go on. Okay. Same as the films do. <laughs> right, the, well, that makes sense. Yeah, the Swedish adaptations, obviously, because they did all of them, or most of them, pretty much. Not the American ones, because there's technically only two. But, uh, Well, yeah. I, I don't think Pickett has a great rate of success in terms of getting his novels turned into screenplays and getting them picked up by studios. Okay. But he did work on the screenplay for Alien 3. Fuck. My other tidbit is that George Clooney uh, talked to Payne and asked about the role of Jack. He wanted to play Thomas Hayden Church's role. Mm. Good old Clune. To be fair, THC's, THC's role in that movie... Fucking amazing. Really good. Like, that is, that is the role of a lifetime, playing Jack in that film, because it is a lot of fun. But the thing is, he like, Clooney gets the Descendants later on, and to be honest, that's probably a far better role for Clooney than uh, than the Jack role would have been. Well, yeah, Payne said that he didn't want to work with him on this film in particular, because he mm. said that he didn't think audiences would accept him as no. like the washed up tv actor no no no, no, no. yeah it would never even though work. he is a successful post tv actor in real life yeah yeah but we're also talking about george fucking clooney here uh, yeah you know they, I mean? he's like he's he's lovable he's the face he's a beautiful man and no yeah. one's gonna no one's gonna yeah. get it but he said he's like i don't want to work with you on this but i do want to work with you in the future which is why the descendants in yeah. 2011. Yeah, and anyone that have ever seen The Descendants, that film is very good. Very, very good. I think I saw that movie, and I think I hated it. Oh, well. So maybe I'll give it another go. Okay. I think I'm mixing it up with that horrible Emma Stone movie, Aloha. Okay, well then, yeah, you are 100% mixing it up. terrible. Right, it but sounds it was a, like But it became a really terrible. fun in-joke um, okay. My first trip to Scotland before I moved there. Okay. And met cool. you, my love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, also a joke I, I'm not aware of either. Where we go, so oh. It's kind of lost on me. Will you, uh, well, so the joke is, will you MS stone me? And so when we would take photos, me and my friends, we would just slightly look over our left shoulder oh. in a very coy way. Cool. Because that's what she did. Yeah. I don't think she looked straight at the camera or anywhere near it. I think there's certainly a sect the of film. the female population that might take issue with you talking to each other saying you would MS stone me. The only award this film won, it was nominated for quite a few, but it won Best Adapted Screenplay that is the Academy thing. Award. Yeah, that is the one thing that Alexander Payne seems to be able to get nominated for and almost win quite consistently is Best Adapted Screenplay. Why does he, he write it? his own stuff? Because he fucking bases some shit on books. I don't know. Like, he just, <laughs> has, he just has a knack for it. But the thing is, is, like, I don't think he's... I don't think he's, uh... Yeah, I think he's I think he's a pretty solid writer, you know. One of the best bits in the movie is when he drinks too much and he does a bit of drinking and dialing, and you never drink and dial. I liked so much their friendship connection mm. where he could just, you know, THC could look at Giamat and just know yeah. everything all the time. He always knew exactly how he felt. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was thinking. That dinner scene is very well done. 
Yeah, you just see yeah. Giamat getting more and more depressed. Well, he's just getting more and more drunk because he's getting more and more stupid. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, And I kind of feel like that's a very relatable moment because we've all at some point done something like that. Of course. Um, where we've turned ourselves into a fucking ass because we drank we too much. But uh, we never learn our lesson. No, no. Anyway, oh. I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let's get to our ratings, if you're ready for it. Yeah. So, movie first, I guess. Movie first, let's do it. You okay. go first. Um, well, I gave Sideways five stars. Holy shit. Because of the way it makes me feel. Wow. Yeah. I am the thing skeptical. Is, like, well, the thing is, here's my this. thing, is that the film itself, I feel to be very warm and very comforting when I watch it. Okay. Yeah. And it's bloody funny. Yeah, yeah. And certainly there's points where I was sitting down, I was laughing, and you're looking at me, and I'm like, just leave me alone. Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in my element. I'm enjoying myself. Well, like, full disclosure here, I was working while we were watching this movie today, so. Oh, okay. I mean, you knew it. I had all of my computers out. Yeah. I mean, I, I. My bad. I like, I like, I like this movie an awful lot. Like, I think this film. This film ticks a lot of boxes for me. And the thing is, it's not my favorite Alexander Payne movie, but I mean, I watched it again today and I was like, it can't have the same effect on me this time around. I was like, yeah, it did. Great. Here we go. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's nice. And I feel like it explores a few things. Like they're very universal human emotional kind of traits and ideas and things and certainly stuff that i feel like i can relate to as well okay where you kind of feel like oh fuck i'm getting older like what the fuck am i doing with myself and it's like you feel like the your one chance that you have you feel like it's your last chance when really in reality like you know every chance is still a chance up until the point where you end up in the fucking grave so i kind of feel like that's a morbid but very nice way of looking at it yeah yeah i mean people should stop worrying about not doing things and just do them, you know, part of, uh, part of living is failing, so to speak. So it's yeah, all growth, it's all growth. We're all it's growing. not all a growth. It's just growing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Found a lump in my balls. I'm like, Oh no, it is the end. <laughs> I've got a lump in my head. <laughs> I've got a lump between my pants. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really like Sideways. Puts a smile on my face, to say the least. Like, okay. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I gave it a four for the film. Okay. Which, yeah, I don't think it's too generous for my from my perspective. No. I, I do like it. I think it's yeah. fun. It would be a solid four, and I was going to give it four and a half, but like, when I start getting like upset near towards the end, I'm oh my like, goodness. I'm like, you know what? Like, why not? Like, okay. I don't like, I don't tend to feel emotionally affected by <laughs> films that much now, you know, certainly stuff right. that I watch that's, that's new. Like, I don't really have that. And I don't know if, I don't know if like a lot of films have that capability to do that to me. I'm going to give you one example. What's that? Pig. With Nicolas Cage. Didn't cry during that movie, though. Oh, I cried like... I cried like a newborn. That's a different thing, and I am not ruining Pig, because Pig is still a relatively quite recent film. So Five-star film. Yeah, don't talk about it. Just go see it. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
Beautiful. So four stars for Sideways from, from Big Laura. Yeah. All right. What about the dick scene, though? Five stars. Five stars here as well. I kind of feel like it doesn't need much in the way of explanation. You've got it's your something... visibility. You've got your context. Your yeah. visibility, absolute five stars. Your context is funny. And I know that we've kind of gone back and forth between how penises are represented in film. Yeah. But I think that this kind of takes a sort of box where it's not making fun or making a joke of someone being naked no. and it's not even showing like their vulnerability in any way no. this is like a man that's enraged. probably more so enraged showing his masculinity yeah and um it's perfect yeah you know it's Funny and it's very relevant I see, to like, the story. Out of the collection of films that we cover, because some of the stuff that we cover is quite either it's a little sexy. Oh yeah. Or it's incredibly dark. Fair. So stuff like this, I'm quite happy to to put to put and say. I mean, it goes alongside say uh, the Dick scene in Fisher King. Yeah. Which is kind of I wouldn't say played the same way, but it's the same kind of. You, it's the same. It's eliciting the same kind of level of response. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Where it's just kind of like that's wild, <laughs> you know. Like, oh, look at him go! It's crazy. It's like, oh, there it is. And then it's, uh, you know, this one's more of a shock value. Yeah, you don't expect. But also, it. I mean, if something like that's happening, someone broke into your house and they're running out, stealing something from you. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You gonna put pants on? I'm probably fucking gonna Patrick Bateman. Like, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stick a pair of oh, shoes on. Stick a pair on. of sneakers on. Yeah. Stick a pair of shoes on and just start chasing them down some hallways. Not with a chainsaw. I don't have a chainsaw. But with a knife. You know, like you would just do it. And just dangle that knife. Yeah. Around the stairwell. Yeah, Angela. Pew. Gotcha. And then I start <laughs> laughing maniacally. I was like, ah. <laughs> There's no penis in that movie. No. No, we won't cover it either. I love but, that movie. Uh, yeah, no, I think Sideways is a goodie. Yes, it you is a goodie. folk out there should watch it. It is a goodie. Yeah. And if it is streaming anywhere, we're trying to collect all of them. I mean, it's it's streaming wherever you can get your streamings. I don't know if it's free anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, it's on Vudu, it's on Amazon, iTunes, Google. So, you know, if you want to watch it, it's fairly available. I mean, and to be fair, this is a movie I think a lot of people owned in the mid 2000s yeah this film's not so rare. if you want to walk into a goodwill i'm sure you could find it for a buck or two yeah not hard not hard not hard to find no and it's worth having i used to own this movie too yeah so i think yeah. a lot of us did thank you so much ryan always Th yeah thank you i'm always glad i'm coming today yeah this seems like one of the few places uh that i get appreciated <laughs> shut your face you shut your face. Well. We'll do this again soon. And make sure everyone to rate and review us uh, wherever you get your podcast. It's always very helpful. And tell your friends. Mm -hmm. And follow us on Instagram at onthebeat, yeah. B-I-T-T-E. And if you see any dicks in any movies, guys, Let send us know. them to us. Mm -hmm. I think our email is hello there at onthebeat.com. Yeah. That would be mega helpful. And you can also send us a message on Instagram. I yes. always love it. And it's my favorite text to get from my friends. <laughs> I got one today. Oh, have you seen the dick in this movie? And I'm like, um, no, yeah. I haven't. Write that shit down. Mm -hmm. And it's my, it's like my job and it's my passion. So send those. Send them in. Send them in. So I'd we love can it. cover them. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you have requests too, maybe yeah. we'll, we'll think about doing them as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, coming to you from the hitching post, Boom. the bar from the hitching post, yeah. um, I have been Laura and I have been Ryan. Thanks guys. See you next time. Till next time. Thank <laughs> you.